Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church, growing in faith and friendship. Good morning. Thank you um, very much for inviting me. Um, the Youth of the Nation. I'd like to outline some of those lyrics. Maybe this kid was reaching out for love. Or maybe this kid just wanted to be hugged. Little Suze, she was only 12. Hang with the boys and hear the stories they tell. She finds love in all the wrong places, the same situation, different faces. Johnny Boy always played the fool, he broke all the rules, so you would think he was cool. It's kind of hard when you ain't got no friends, he put his life to an end, they might remember him then. A couple of years ago I did um, a child counselling course, just a foundation, just to uh, give myself a bit more grounding and a more understanding of the people the young people that uh, we come across. And um, we've got some awful statistics here that I'm going to read to you. The United Nations has the mental health of children as a priority area of development across the world's nations, including developed and developing nations. As many as 20% of children worldwide are suffering from behavioural or mental problems, which could lead to serious public health problems Um, in the very near future, according to UNICEF and the World Health Organization. UN agencies are blaming this trend on rapid social and economic changes, as well as on poverty and conflicts. Teenagers are of special concern. They are more likely to suffer from serious health problems than younger children, yet they are neglected by health officials. The World Health Organization reports that 70% of premature adult deaths can be linked to negative adolescent behaviours such as smoking and substance misuse. 70%. Hans Tridsen, the World Health Organization's Director for Child and Adolescent Health states that without the right action, millions of children growing up now will suffer from those effects. The UN calls for ways to improve adolescent health as part of this decade's agenda for global child survival. That there is an actual agenda entitled Global Child Survival might indicate to us the magnitude of our present adolescent crisis. However, we've come together today to praise and thank the Lord for his goodness and to especially celebrate the miraculous indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We read in the Old Testament of numerous men and women of God on whom the Holy Spirit fell, enabling them to carry out incredible miracles. Think of Samson's extraordinary strength, of Elijah's wild desert running, and on another occasion, divine firelighting. So why then did the prophet Jeremiah cry out in chapter 8? Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no healing for the wound of my people? It's because Zion no longer lived in the presence of the Lord, their great physician. 
Later in chapter 9, he cries, Oh, that my head were a spring of water and my eyes a fountain of tears. I would weep day and night for my people. And later in the verse, he says, They go from one sin to another. They do not acknowledge me. They knew not the Lord. In those days, the Holy Spirit came and went on the people as the Lord commanded. We'll take a great leap forward to the prophet Joel, who speaks of a miraculous future. In chapter 2, he says, And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. We'll leap forward again to the day of Pentecost. On the 50th day after the resurrection, this prophecy came to pass. Glory be to God. So what does this mean to us today? If we have accepted Jesus, the light of the world, as Lord and Saviour, we are then able to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Not for sometimes, or for special occasions, or only in the thin places, all of the time. Because of Pentecost, the day that the Lord poured out his Spirit for all people, we are not meant to keep the Spirit hidden within. I'm going to read a little bit from uh, my daily reading book, um, which was put together by Catherine Bramwell Booth of some of her father's sermons. So a little reading here. It's very small. We are not the servants of this cold world. We are the servants of the great God of light, who maketh his ministers a flame of fire. Let men know that you are in earnest. Do not be afraid to let your feelings stir you to the depths. Let the longings of your heart be seen. Let your own anxiety for God's glory and the rescue of the blood-bought souls be felt by all you touch. Let sympathy and pity flow out of your eyes. Cry to God. Open in me that fountain of tears. Give me a flowing heart. There's a little verse here. Lord, speak to me that I may speak in living echoes of thy tone. As thou hast sought, so let me seek thy erring children, lost and lone. We've been given power the power to do right. Oh, but it's too hard, you cry. Well, even the Apostle Paul struggled to do what is right and what is good. But he knew his Lord and Saviour Jesus would deliver him from his selfish nature. So I'm going to read a little bit more from my favourite book, which happens to be the other side of the page, which I thought was rather good. So this is Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Ye shall receive power, and after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, unto the uttermost parts of the earth. 
Is it not true that you who read these words have often longed for a Pentecost? Have you not sometimes said to yourself when you have read about that upper room in Jerusalem, Oh, if only I could have a filling of my soul with holy power like that, then I should upward be. Then I should have inward rest. Then I should be able to work for God and the souls of men. Well, you can. Even you, even me, can have a Pentecost all of our own. And the Holy Spirit shall be poured out upon you, filling all the powers of your nature. But you must put away the things that now obstruct his work. The Apostle Paul knew this. You must dare to open every part of your life to him and lay all you have at his feet. Then his spirit of power and love will be poured out upon you. And it will not be a changing, passing affair. His glorious promise was, I will send you another comforter, and he shall abide with you forever. You might like this one. In Luke chapter 1, Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied over his son, John, to be John the Baptist. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine upon those living in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the path of peace. Because of Pentecost, we have been given a spirit of reconciliation, a spirit of restoration, a spirit of healing and of hope. Because of Pentecost, we have a responsibility to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death. The spirit of the master is with us. Thanks be to God. And in the book of Zechariah chapter 4, we find these words, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And so, to finish, we might pray. Lord God Almighty, we ask that you would Send us out in the power of your spirit to live and to work to your praise and glory. That we might shine upon those who are living in darkness and in the shadow of death. Guide our feet into the path of peace. Amen. And in the words of the song, there's got to be more to life than this. Some corners, more than just a place to meet. I fucking play the drums. <laughs> Great. How many of you actually know more about Seven Corners? Just for the invitation. So quite a few. Another hand is a lot of that I'm going to share this. I found out about Seven Corners 
But I, I could never find it. it was probably uh-huh. about, I was probably about in Abigail for about a year and a half before I found where your location uh-huh. is. How people, if they want to know where ah, you actually are. Right, okay. Okay, um, we are right in the middle of town, but offset. So where um, the H, I say this wrong, HSBC Bank is in town, in High Town, there's a tiny little alleyway that leads onto Seven Corners Lane. And the Seven Corners building is there. It's the only building on that lane. So if you go up there, you absolutely can't miss us. It's a tiny like alleyway. You, you, you'll walk, you've walked past it many times. And, and you just go down this little alleyway and it opens up. And there's, yeah. there's a Seven Corners That's cafe, it. coffee shop. And now what, what happens there? Each, okay. Each, each, um, well, we, we are a... We're a drop-in. Um, so we're just kind of there at point of contact, really. Um, we have a business end to run, so we've opened up our chill room and uh, counselling suite to outside agencies um, because that gives us much-needed revenue. So we've built that up, which also um, serves to uh, link to the young people when they get to a point where they say, actually, I could really do some help with this. This could take us years. Then I already have the links with, and the next work, with um, uh, substance misuse organisation, you know, that will help um, with um, outside agencies such as um, youth offending team. We've had uh, restorative justice sessions in the chill room, which really excites me, actually, because it's... um, I really believe that's the way forward uh, for young people. And um, all kinds of outside agencies, uh, bereavement counselling, agencies that help. So you're kind of like a facilitator for multiple... For those things, yeah. Yeah. Which we've we've built that up because of uh, financial difficulties in the past. Um, You know, we needed to to build on that somehow. And that enables us to have uh, a drop-in. So a cafe area for young people. We used to have an IT suite, but that's obsolete now. Everyone's got Wi-Fi, so we have Wi-Fi. And young people can come and go as they please... They don't have to buy a coffee to come. They, they don't have to, you know, they don't have to do anything, really. They just have to come in the door. And um, over time, we get to know them. Um, and we, really, we come alongside them. And some of the pictures you saw on the slides are some of the activities that we've carried out. I mean, that's a, it's really just a little slice of some of the stuff we do. There, there's a programme on Wednesday from 7 till 9. Uh, it's God Squad. And uh, people are invited to stay for that. It's not obligatory. They don't have to stay. But if they choose to stay, then we, we have a contract agreement on how we're going to behave during this session yes. because it is a session and it's program, and that's the way it's going to yes. be. Um, it's sporadic. Sometimes I have lots and lots of young people, and that's you know quite near riotous, and then they all disappear when they realise that actually I'm not going to put up with the riot right now because this is what we're doing. So so they hoof it, and then I will have one or two from that group who lean towards and are interested, and you see them and you drill them in, and then you begin to work with them, and it's quite often uh, on a one-to-one or uh, as the need is or as the questions come. That is how I run the session. Because sure. I've done lots of um, set sessions in the past, yes. so I've kind of built up 
built myself up to, really to, to try and cope with whatever is flung at me or whatever the flavour is or whatever's going on or there could be something so in the media. Yeah, they're spiritual leanings, you know, so... It's open every day of the week. We're open Tuesday through till Saturday. Um, obviously, I would hope that young people would be at school. <laughs> they're not always at school, but they're not allowed to hide at Seven Corners. Um, we open from four till seven, uh, right through, and then Wednesday seven till nine is God Squad. Friday night is, I think, our most popular evening. Uh, we have chip night. So everybody loves chips. Yeah, 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 come along, do. You know, everybody loves chips. And we, we sit, we have a big bowl of chips, we put our feet up, and we watch a movie on the big screen. And uh, we almost always watch kind of, almost like kids' movies, really, feel-good stuff. Sometimes a little bit racy, but, you know, you can't always vet everything, can you? Um, because, you know, life is tough enough, isn't it? And, and can be quite awful enough. So we watch stuff that, you know, it's got a good old hurrah em- ending, you know. Um, so we do that. Can you tell us, without disclosing people's private, personal information, can you tell us a success story? Okay. Okay, uh, uh, three years ago, I had a young man um, coming in who um, it was a situation with the God Squad. I had a lot of young people coming in. It was quite difficult to handle because they were quite new to us, so we didn't know them yet. And they're pushing the boundaries, you know. Young people got to have boundaries. They need them. If you don't put boundaries in place, they don't grow because they're always pushing the boundaries. And if they find a boundary, they bunt up against it, and then they can go, right, I can, I can flourish now. But if you don't put them in place, nobody flourishes. It's not useful. <laughs> you know, and we do have boundaries. Um, we're pretty chill, but we have them. And they, they begin to understand that actually they are developing because we're giving them. Um, so uh, this, this particular young man, uh, he's... Uh, He's quite in your face. He's uh, like, you know, the emo group, but, you know, very heavy death metal thrash thing, occult stuff going on, all the, all the paraphernalia, upside down crosses and all that, and really putting on his, you know, screamy demon music very, very loud in the cafe to see what I will do. Well, you know what? Anything that isn't praising Jesus isn't anyway. So it, it doesn't matter what it is. It can be the nicest song in the world and sound most beautiful. But if it's not praising Jesus, then it isn't. Do, do you know what I mean? You no, know? I I yeah. Mean. Do you see what I mean? Okay. Well, I suppose you know the stuff that he's playing is is it's like growly music. It's very obviously, well, it's very obviously trying to sound demonic or what um, their perception of demonic might be well he's reveling in that because we're christians so i'm going to find that offensive aren't i well actually i don't because anything that isn't praising jesus isn't anyway do do you see what i mean you know so i'm not offended by that because all kinds of other things can yeah it it has no effect (laughs) no worries thank thank you um okay so it's just an example of kind of how hectic it can be um 
he caused, he was part of leading, he's a leader, <laughs> you have to get the leaders, you know, yes. um, of leading a, a riotous situation after we had signed the contract and the agreement to how we were going to behave on God's squad. Um, I, th- I then said, okay, so now it's God's squad. So any, anyone who, uh, you know, understands what that means now you know you're free to go right now well there was this exodus you know and everybody raced for the door with him leading and out they went and i locked the door (laughs) and they were furious absolutely furious but they could do nothing about that because they chose not to be there and it was part of the agreement that if i don't think that i i want to be here and or i can handle this then i'm not going to be i'm going to leave right now and i'm just going to run the program and they were they were outside and i was inside with three young people who who wasn't part of that group who were like I said, I'm not locking you in. I'm locking the chaos out. You're yes. okay. So we, we had God's gone. Blah, blah. Meanwhile, outside, our tables and chairs were flying around. They were going over the wall. They were going up town. Um, it was absolute chaos. They were jumping on. The, I have, had the blinds down because we were showing a movie. We were showing part of that Bible series, you know, that Channel 5 oh, did. Yes, so we yes. clips of that, yes, quite yes. exciting yes, stuff. Yes. And... Um, <laughs> They were headbutting the windows. They were leaping around. They were screaming. It was, it was, honestly, it was nuts. It really was. And I could, I had the blind at half, so I can see what's going on, but I'm not looking at you. So I could see everything. And I noticed in the kitchen window that they were hanging onto the window sills and trying to see what we're doing. And I was like, I'm not looking. We're doing what we're doing. And the three girls, they were like, how long will they do that for? And I said, oh, well, till they stop, I suppose. You know, and they were like, okay. So we did the session. We had tea and toast. And um, I gave the girls their tea and toast. We'll have tea and toast. Tea, toast, and testimony at Seven Corners. Salvation Army soap, soup, soap, and salvation. Tea, toast, and testimony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like those. They're fun. Um, so um, <laughs> I opened the door. They all poured in and each and every one of them apologised. Wow. I didn't ask them to. They apologised for their behaviour. They apologised. And I said, well, I'm just saying that um, I might be sending out some bills if there's any furniture damaged or lost, you know. And do you know what? I've never seen a bunch of furniture appear from such crazy places and so quickly <laughs> before in my life. It was unreal. I was like, Lord, you're with me. You know? And that boy has now been coming to Seven Corners for three years. Wow. He asked for his um, CAMS uh, support worker, which is child and, and adolescent mental health worker, to, to come to Sevens to meet him there because that was where he felt he's okay he's and he felt safe. And he now polices for me. <laughs> I mean, you know... From that challenging boy who's struggling and desperate and wants to be accepted and needs to be loved and cared for to, you know... It's it's real life because it's unconditional. Yeah. They kind of still with boundaries. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I still love you. doesn't matter what you do. Absolutely. He's still accepting you. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's the success story. Yeah, it's yeah. ongoing. Yeah. I, he's oh, not going yeah, away yet. Well. Oh my gosh, 11 years yeah, now. Yeah. I know. That's crazy because I was rootless before yeah. I came to Abergavenny. Yeah. <laughs> you don't always say no one wants this. That's actually fine. But ministry isn't always about success stories. No, you just you got to keep going. It's a story that has been a non-success story. One of the heartaches of the ministry. 
Well, we've lost about three of our young men over the years to um, substance misuse um, and all the, the lifestyle that goes with that. Um, all three of those boys professed um, knowledge of Christ, and yet <laughs> they still they could not break out of that addictive cycle, and, and they, they died in awful ways. They really, really did die in awful ways. So, you, but you know, you just gotta keep going, haven't you? Yes. So that that's rough. But that is rough. Mm. That is rough. <laughs> the rough of the smooth. Yeah. Yeah. But you still show that love. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us. Practically, what can we do to support you in the ministry at Okay. Well, prayer. We, we are, it's our foundation. When we were downstairs, Mary took me downstairs to pray um, into the your boiler room, I was brought to mind of Charles Spurgeon and how he said, the only reason I can do what I do is because I got people down in the boiler room praying for me, you know. And so pray, please. Uh, we desperately need that. We have a 24-7 uh, prayer week um, almost every year for the last five or six years, I think. Yes. So please come and be involved with that. It, an hour of your life will fly by, and you might even want to come some more. It, it's, it's really important that we buy into it. And you know that because Seven Corners is an, uh, an interdenominational project yes, yes. it's just important that we all come together mm. at times for prayer and to and to understand what's going on if you feel you would like to volunteer you're very welcome come and see me um people say well what will i have to do well you just have to be be in is the first step of yes. doing brilliant that's good and give us all your money if you want to yes, yes. well we got questions oh you just to say that there is a letter that comes out from Seven Corners monthly, yes. and it is always up on the board of that, so you can hear what they've what they've done and what they're doing in the future. So do follow. Thank that you. Up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. We just try to give a little flavour of what's going on. We've got a festival coming up. We've got the Eye Festival, uh, which we're working on at the moment. Um, kind of crazily working on at the moment. Well, every, every month we focus on a different charity and, and we really give it a lot of profile, a lot of prayer. And this month of June is obviously focusing on certain corners, and that's why we thought we'd get you in one beginning, so it's very real. And some of you really cry into. But not that doesn't mean we only pray for you and think about you once and in a while. You're on our heart all the way through. And Bless you. Thank you. Jean, our. Yes. And Marit, our. Yeah, and Pat. They always bring back messages. Yeah. And Jean volunteers. Of course. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Jean has, in a crisis, Jean has gone the two extra miles and she's doubled the time that she gives to us we had a crisis situation and I'm very well, grateful for that well if anyone wants to find more about that you can get involved and support seven corners speak to your eggs downstairs during coffee or go to Jean hey hey that's great and we're able to give you uh, we'll steer you in the right direction and get you on board there right well we have a quick thank you for you and, uh, and then we're going to extend the lead our vision and Victoria's going to share a little break so I think 
that one of the great things about the ministry of Simon Paul is it, it, it's offering hope to a lot of people in, in, in a situation where they probably feel hopeless. And so uh, Victoria will share a bit about how Paul will do in this evening. But let's just pray for you and pray for Simon Paul. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for Ange and uh, all, yeah, all that she does. And Father, we thank you uh, for, for the fruit she sees. We thank you for that guy that she shared about to who has now become a, a real helper. But uh, we also think about all the struggles and the heartaches of the ministry that she's doing. Uh, so Father, we pray that you would be with her and her team, that you give her the extra grace and the patience, the extra love that they need to show love to, to those who are very vulnerable and seeking, seeking love in all the wrong places. Mm. And so Father, we pray that you would bless Ange and, and serve in the ministry of Seven Corners. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And it has been great. Hey, thank you very much. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about Abergavenny Baptist Church, please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk.